You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm talking with Matt, who is a paramedic, and I know that some people wanted more medical-related industries and jobs, so that's what I'm doing today. And it was such a great time talking to Matt. He is really passionate about helping other people and just spreading more knowledge about what it's like working in the medical field. And I really hope that you enjoy this one because this one is a really great episode and I'm really proud of it. Thank you to Matt for coming on to the podcast and talking about what it's like being a paramedic and sharing some of your experiences and what your thoughts and feelings about the profession are. I don't want to hold it up any longer. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Who are you, and what is your job title? Uh, my name is Matt, and I am an uh, EMT-P, an emergency medical technician-paramedic. All right, so what is your job description? Like, what do you do? Uh, I work for a uh, private ambulance service in the southeastern United States. I, uh, I work uh, on a 911 ambulance. Uh, there are some ambulance services that just do uh, transports of patients. They don't go on 911 calls, uh, but uh, then there are ambulance services that just do 911 calls, and then there are some that do both. Uh, and so I work in a uh, relatively slow county uh, and we work, uh, uh, 48 or 72 hour shifts, uh, and we come into work and, uh, wait on, uh, someone to call 911. The dispatchers, uh, will contact us or, uh, we also do interfacility transport transfers from the local hospital or nursing homes, dialysis clinics, things like that. Wow. So how long have you been working as a paramedic? I have been in EMS, uh, that's emergency medical services now for about four, going on five years. Uh, I've been a medic for uh, not quite two of those, and I worked as an EMTB, an emergency medical technician dash basic, uh, before then. And while I was in paramedic school, I worked as a basic. So did you always know that you wanted to work in this field from an early age? Uh, no, I knew I wanted to uh, be in medicine. Uh, and this is, you know, just a, a good sort of stepping stone for me uh, in my uh, mm -hmm. pursuit of a career in medicine. Uh, I do hope to one day uh, be a physician and this is a uh, I know a lot of uh, former uh, paramedics who are now physicians and in fact a guy that I was in paramedic school with uh, is currently in medical school uh, but it uh, I went to about two years at uh, my local four-year university after I graduated from high school uh, and I wasn't doing so well. I kind of needed uh, a big change in my life. And um, then I got, 
I got introduced to the uh, instructor of the uh, EMT and paramedic course at my local community college. And uh, so it just kind of kind of happened from there. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. So would you say that is a typical route for somebody to go into EMT or, um, you know, from your peers, what would you say is like the conventional route to get into EMT? Um, I, I wouldn't say that my experience has been typical, um, that it's, you know, definitely not unheard of, but, um, really I would think that most people that, that work in EMS, uh, got their start, uh, at a, by, uh, volunteering at their local, uh, volunteer fire department. Uh, that is, that is something that you can do at any level, at any age, at any capacity. Uh, and you can, uh, they, we do a lot of work with our volunteer fire departments, especially in a, in, uh, in our rural communities. Uh, they do a lot of work, a lot of public outreach, a lot more things than just fighting fires. Uh, but they also help with our medical response. You know, they're a big part of our EMS system in our, uh, counties and they can, uh, yeah, they, they really help us out on scene. So, um, I just feel like it's, you know, cause your local fire department is a uh, volunteer fire department is made up of your, your neighbors, your, your people that, you know, and I, I'd say that a lot of people kind of get their start in EMS as just volunteering and then, you know, realizing that they could kind of do that full time as a job and pursue it as a career in medicine. So how do you think like your daily schedule is compared to your peers? Like, is it mainly do you have the same schedule or is it really sporadic at times? Oh, it's this is a very, very sporadic job. This is something that uh you know no no day is the exact same as another uh so we come into work for shift change uh, and your your typical day is uh you uh, will check off the the ambulance you'll kind of go through you'll you receive the the truck from the offgoing crew um and you'll go through the supplies uh just checking and making sure that everything that you have everything's in stock and that a lot of the the medications that we carry are in date um make sure there's fuel in the truck the oil level's good and then you wait uh you usually don't have to wait very long uh for there to be a 911 call in your area or um some other kind of uh assistance needed with you um especially when it comes to our uh you know, like I said, we do a lot of our interfacility transfers. Uh, you know, there's there's always somebody that needs to to get from this hospital to that hospital, or uh, you know, even something as simple as you know going to the local nursing home and taking a patient to their uh, doctor's appointment or their uh, dialysis clinic appointment. Wow. So it really ranges, and would you say that? you enjoy the sporadic nature where everything's like unexpected and different 
or would you say like, you don't really like it that much and you would prefer a job that's like, more i guess normal in that there is just like the same thing that you're doing every day no i, I definitely enjoy the the sporadic nature um it can it can be kind of taxing sometimes but uh that there's always an excitement that you're really going to get to do something something interesting uh every every time that you go to work or every time that the radio goes off you never know what what could be going on hmm. and would you be able to share some experiences in which you have that stood out to you as meaningful or are you not allowed to talk about those um yeah uh what what you're kind of tiptoeing around is what's known as a hipaa that that um you know guarantees that we maintain privacy for for patients yeah. uh you know uh healthcare um so you know we we can talk a little bit about you know what what goes on uh you know uh, no names and patient identifiers yeah. is what's really uh you know but i can tell you like you know i i worked a car wreck you know two cars and three people that kind of thing uh but you know yes every if you work in this field or really healthcare in general for any appreciable amount of time, you know, you'll get those, those calls that, that, uh, that stick with you. And really, especially in, in EMS, uh, we, uh, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, that I have dwelt on in the past about, uh, just, Oh, you know, we, we go out of, I've had to go out after and work on, you know, very small children or, or, um, you know, people that have been the victims of, um, abuses, sexual assaults, uh, suicides, you know, um, some, definitely something that we deal with, uh, unfortunately, uh, a large amount, but, you know, the, people need help and, and I, I try to help them. Uh, but mm -hmm. like, you know, as far as specifics, uh, for different ones, you know, I, I don't tend to go into, uh, you know, I don't find it helpful to, mm -hmm. to talk about a lot of yeah, the, yeah. the darker experiences I've sort of had. Uh, it's, you know, everybody's kind of got different coping mechanisms, but you know, I have, mm -hmm. you know, gone after, you know, just a three month old child that, that ended up dying or, you know, somebody that committed suicide. Uh, mm -hmm. but you know, then at the same time though, you know, you, I've picked up people that were very, very close to death and, you know, did my part in, in helping them, you know, still be alive today. Wow. And would you say that for somebody that maybe want to go into EMS, but, they don't want to experience those dark moments that you talked about. Would you still say it's the right job for them or should they try doing a different industry? Um, well, healthcare is, is just healthcare in general. And, you know, not, not just specific to EMS is, is kind of full of these, uh, you know, the, the dark times, uh, but the, the light times are, you know, outweigh the bad usually uh, mm -hmm. you know we you know we do tend you know I, I don't go after a a dead person every every day mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh, and so but usually there is 
somebody that that I can have a very positive impact on and help them along to the road to recovery. Uh, but mm. you know, yeah, if if you work in healthcare, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a a bad a bad patient at some point or another. Uh, somebody that that you'll remember, um, and you don't really you know you can't really guess on how you'll handle it until you actually do um you know some people you know you're a lot a lot of people are a lot stronger than they than they think they are i believe and you know the you can there are ways to handle those dark those darker moments mm -hmm. uh yeah so i guess like let's flip it now and let's talk about some of the lighter experiences and things that make you proud to be in EMS, what would you say are things that stand out to you that make you really proud and just make you love being in this job? Oh, I, uh, I have ran into, um, patients that were knocking on death's door for, uh, for lack of a better term. And, you know, I'll run into them in town, just in the store, and they're, you know, perfectly healthy now, doing fine. You know, their medications are, are great, and they're, you know, um, got got a much longer life expectancy now, you know, than perhaps they did earlier. Um, so the, that's always that's always really great. Um, you know, there are there are several of us uh, who have, you know, delivered children in the uh, in the ambulance and, and, um, you know, I know, I know, um, one, uh, one of my coworkers, she goes to, uh, she still sends, uh, a, a particular kid, uh, a birthday card and present every year, mm. um, that she helped deliver. Um, so, you know, it's things like that. Uh, and we, we get to be a part of some pretty, uh, cool experiences. Uh, you know, any, if there's any kind of, a big event in your area you know there's there's a there's you know an ambulance somewhere nearby waiting you know just in case that somebody were to, to be hurt uh or or become mm -hmm. sick uh and so you know we get to kind of experience those things you know for free at work you know go to a, a football game and get paid to do it or you know to a a concert even mm -hmm. um so those kind of moments are fun, but really the, the best part about, about everything, uh, the, really the, the best part about, uh, EMS in general is just the, uh, is, uh, your relationships with your coworkers. Uh, you know, there, there's a real sort of a brotherhood that you, that you get with, uh, these people because you're just in such close proximity and in such, uh, you know, sometimes in such high emotional states with them for long periods of time. And, you know, you, you know, I've, I've made some lifelong friends at this job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I want to build upon that and talk about your companions or like your, just your coworkers that you work with. So in the ambulance, I always see there's someone that's driving and then there's also people in the back that are doing the medical work. So mm -hmm. would you say that that kind of flip-flops at times and you can be the driver at times and be the one in the back? Or is it just a specified job for specific people? 
Um, it it's it's both. Um, so the um, healthcare is is a very tiered sort of system. Um, you know where you have uh, people with sort of less education and and they can do less. Um, you know, things to the, to a patient. Um, and then, you know, there's just as a, as a step ladder, uh, of, of care that, that goes up, you know, a, um, and so an, an EMT basic, uh, is kind of lower on the ladder than an EMT paramedic. Um, and so in an ambulance, whoever is the, uh, the, whoever holds the highest uh, certification, is the one who has to be in the back with the patient uh, during transport. Uh, this is because um, you know I, I can I can do more. I can give more drugs, and I'm, you know I have more schooling, and I'm trained more to uh, to uh, to take care of different sort of illnesses or injuries than an EMT basic can. Um, so now that is not to say that the EMT basic does not have any. Uh, medical training because there are ambulances that are staffed by two basics uh, and they can swap out driving. Uh, there are uh, ambulances that are staffed by two paramedics that, that swap out duties. You know, just I get one patient, you get the next, and that kind of makes it easier on the, the paperwork usually. Uh, and uh, But typically speaking, you'll get an EMT basic and a paramedic um, so if we were to go to a 911 call, we'll, we will both, you know, take care of the patient and kind of work together. And then when it's time to make a move to the hospital, the basic will hop up front and, and drive. Mm, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And when you talked about what you do in the back of the car, I was wondering since there are so many different things that can happen to people it's really general and it's not like a focused medical like task like you know surgeons only do things like with organs or something but you're like all over the place you talked about how you like deliver babies but then you also work on like children and then you do like a lot of different things and would you say that doing this you said it's kind of like going up the tier system so is it trying to like help you figure out what you want to do for your next career in that it's like more specified is that what you're trying to do or is it just like you just like working in a, a general space and just like doing a lot of different things uh well that that's kind of the the thing about emergency medicine in general so you know you you have doctors in the healthcare system that only concern themselves with the heart, right? They are, you know, experts in cardiology. They are specialists, you know, but they don't, you know, not, that's not to say that they don't know a plenty about the, the rest of the body systems, but, you know, their, their entire practice is, is, you know, geared towards, uh, ailments with the heart or, you know, there are pulmonologists that just deal with, the lungs and, and whatnot. Um, but emergency medicine, you know, you never know what will come through the doors of the ER and you never know what will end up in the back of the ambulance. So we just have to have a very broad knowledge, uh, of, 
you know, very, very major sort of elements that are, you know, an immediate threat to somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, you know, as far as, uh, your question about, uh, you know, does that help me, you know, if I were to go on to medical school and become a physician, you know, does, uh, my experience with emergency medicine help? Yes, absolutely. And I don't know specifically what I would want to, um, try to specialize in if anything, but right now my answer would be just emergency medicine is what I'd want to specialize in just because this is now the the world that i'm that i'm used to Mm -hmm. exactly um so i want to go back to something that you said earlier about how you guys work 72 uh, hour shifts so would you say that this provides um kind of work-life balance where um you are happy with your hours that you're working and you're also having a free time to do the things that you want to do outside of work um, cause it is different from, you know, the standard nine to five job that we see, but I think that both have its pros and cons. So what would you say, um, you like or dislike about that 72 hour or like your time shifts? Um, yeah. Oh, and I, I should preface this by saying that, you know, just the, the particular service, I have a full-time job and a, and a part-time job as, as most people that worked in EMS or healthcare have anyway uh but you know the the length of the shift is based on the the uh kind of call volume of your area so like last night i worked a 12-hour shift at a much busier ambulance service um and you know we you could only work 12-hour shifts there because you know if you were to work 72 hours straight you would (laughs) You know, you yeah, would yeah. never not be with a patient, you know, during for 72 hours. You, you just couldn't function. Uh, but, you know, the, the other service that I'm full time at, the call volume is much, much lighter. So, you know, within that mm-hmm. 72 hours, I, you know, I do have a lot of free time. And, you know, we, we do get to typically sleep a few hours uh, every day, at least. Um that is not to say, however, that I haven't worked a 72-hour shift where I did not get to sleep at all because I definitely have. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. However, um, the work-life balance. So I've, I've been in it for several years now to where I'm very much used to it. And I, I, do, kind of, I do kind of prefer it like this now uh, because I can get my you know, entire work week out of the way you know, just by working three or four days straight and then I have days and days, uh, weekdays that I have off of work, you know, and I, I, I did used to work a nine to five job and I often, I often wonder like, how did I ever, you know, go to the bank while mm-hmm. I worked a nine to five job because the, every, the whole time I was at work is when the bank was open, you know, but now, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I have to schedule a, a doctor's appointment, if I have to, you know, wait for the, the cable guy to come over, well, we'll just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just do it Tuesday because I'll be at home all day. It, you know, so mm-hmm. in anything that you have to do, you can do it. You know, you don't have to wait till the weekend or do it after you've got off of work. You know, you can. So that that is quite nice. Um, and, you know, uh, I'll, I I prefer it now just because i've been doing it so long um it would you know that kind of lifestyle might not be for everybody but 
I definitely prefer it now. Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you know, the lifestyle and different things that you need to have to be able to succeed at this job. But what would you say are like some specific personality traits that you think are really important to being successful in this profession? Uh, if you want to help people, that's that's about all it takes. You've got to have mm. a drive to to get through. Well, you know, you you have to be fairly, at least moderately intelligent. You know, maybe above average, mm-hmm. bare level of intelligence, uh, um, in order to you know pass the the necessary schooling, uh, which I which I would like to kind of give a general rundown of how of how mm-hmm. the, uh, the education requirements are. But, um, you know, as far as specific personality traits, I mean, there, there are all kinds of people that, that do this. Uh, and you, uh, if you think that you might like to, to try it out, uh, I suggest finding your local volunteer fire department and they would be elated to have you on uh, as a volunteer mm. or they'll let you attend meetings and you know see the just the way that that system works and how to be a part of the EMS system and you know it, it doesn't matter who you are age gender um, you know if you think that you are a little skinny 80 pound female who can't possibly you know be a firefighter you would be incorrect because there are plenty that are great firefighters uh and great emts and paramedics um you know they we will take anybody anybody can do it uh physically Mm -hmm. physically that is uh and it's a good way to get your get your feet wet in the in the uh world of ems and you'll be helping out your local community uh Mm -hmm. anyway yeah um but uh, as far as the, the education requirements, uh, so it's, you know, a paramedic is a is sort of a similar level to uh, an RN, a registered nurse. Uh, we're, you know, technically we're a little, a small step below on that, that stepladder hierarchy. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things that paramedics can do that nurses cannot, medically speaking, and there's a lot of things that nurses can do that paramedics cannot uh but i I will preface all this by saying ems and uh healthcare uh, especially nursing is very uh is a very very state by state basis um so you know what what i'm about to say is true for for my state but very well may not be true for um wherever some of your your listeners may live but the Mm -hmm. information is is definitely available to you to, uh, and the, the requirements will be fairly similar, but not specifically the same. So, um, EMT basic class is, um, for me at the local community college, it was only two nights a week. Uh, it was uh, a night class lasted, uh, three or four hours. Um, and it was just one semester. Uh, and you have to do uh, 48 hours of clinicals, so that's two 12-hour shifts in the ER and two 12-hour shifts on the ambulance uh, towards the end of the semester where you kind of get to get some 
little more hands-on experience uh, and, and really see what it's, what it's actually like to go on a 911 call and, uh, and actually see a potentially sick patient. Um, but then after um, you pass the class, you have to take what is known as a national registry. Uh, it's, the, it's a national exam that uh, covers uh, all the things that, uh, that you learned in EMT school. And it's, a, uh, it's similar to like the SAT or the ACT. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a standardized sort of test. It uses like an adaptive uh, testing program uh, that tests you on various uh fields that you you learned about uh so you know there's questions on trauma and medications and you know safety uh and so once you pass that and it is it's it's not trivial it, it's it's fairly challenging um but uh once you pass that then you are a nationally registered emt congratulations you may now start mm-hmm. applying for jobs so you have to be a uh, EMT before you can advance to become a paramedic. Oh, and I should mention that uh, my state does not do this. Uh, they have in the past, but um, many states do require. There is a uh, an intermediate level, uh, an, an uh, advanced EMT or uh, an EMT intermediate um, that you go to the class and pass the national registry for uh, before you can become a paramedic. Um, my state did not require that, so I did not have to take that extra step. Uh, some of your listeners, uh, if they mm-hmm. wish to pursue this, that, that might be a uh, something to consider. But after, mm. after EMT school, just that one semester, I went to uh, paramedic school. I, it was uh, three semesters intensive. So it was just back to back to back. So essentially, it's uh, to be a paramedic for me was a two-year degree, essentially, uh, four semesters back to back. And uh, so it's it's a lot longer, a lot more challenging. You know, cover a very uh, a way way broader uh, scope of practice and a lot of different medications and cardiology and uh, other you know trauma. It you know, it's 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 pretty intense. And then uh, the, the clinical requirements, the ambulance ride alongs and the uh, the ER shifts are uh, we had to do, I believe, uh, slightly north of twelve hundred hours uh, wow. across those three semesters. Uh, so it's it's pretty brutal. And the the whole time that I was in paramedic school, I was working full time nights, 12 hour shifts wow. as an EMT. Uh, so, you know, there were quite literally, you know, three or four day stretches where I never went home. I just went to class, then to work, wow. then to a clinical, then to work, then to class. Uh, but that's then that's actually a pretty typical experience uh, for uh, paramedic school. Uh, but it's kind of a, a trial by fire sort of thing. And, oh, uh, wow. And then uh, once you pass the class, you take uh, the National Registry for Paramedics. Uh, It's a little bit longer, and it covers much broader topics, but at the same time, it covers some of the same stuff that you should have learned in EMT school because, you know, all those basic principles still apply. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, once you pass that, you are a paramedic, and you can start looking for work. Wow. So I have a few quick questions. Um, so you said that it was three semesters for paramedic school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long um, would you say that would be? Would that be like uh, in terms of like a uh, time scale? Oh, it was. Uh, so for me, I started in uh, the fall. And so we went to the fall semester, the spring semester, and then all summer until the next fall. So really, it's just one calendar year. Uh, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, I we were never not in school, you know, like we got mm-hmm. off for mm-hmm. for, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, but, you know, there was, you know, it was. An, an intensive uh, semester schedule like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my next question would be, would you say that you were particularly versed in biology or the sciences when you were in high school? Or do you think, like, you know, is it important to be very into the sciences when you're in high school to be successful? Or can you, like, start off by just going into school like without that much knowledge on the subject um so it um all that's required is a um high school diploma or equivalent such as your ged um to enter into emt school and then you have to have both and you know what as well as your requirements for your your program such as your um you know if it's taught at a community college they might require a minimum ACT or SAT score. Uh, but you know, it's, it's difficult to say because the sciences have been, you know, such a big part of my life because I had two years of university, uh, before I went. And so I was in a, a bachelor's of science program. Uh, that was, you know, uh, I was a biochem major. Uh, so I had a very, you know, deep knowledge of mm-hmm. of that before um and it it definitely helped because uh when we in more so in paramedic school and less so in in basic school uh because once we really started talking about the the pharmacokinetics of of how these these drugs that we give uh what they do in the body and and what we're trying to accomplish you know the, these were symptoms these were uh, body systems that I was already familiar with from my university training now obviously it's not required but you know i I would say that it helps me Mm -hmm. yeah and uh i guess it helps you a lot in the schooling i i would assume because um i don't know from the different from like the different science classes that i've taken and i've just been browsing around like different courses and stuff there's a heavy focus on memorization of like the different body parts and their names and functions and uh, i feel like that's repeated a lot in the different classes is that true or is that like something that's not that you don't think is true Uh, um yeah because we uh a requirement for for my school um that i went to was um, to also take uh, human A and P anatomy and physiology, uh, uh, honestly, that if if you were 
trying to work in medicine, uh, human anatomy is the most important class that, that you could take. You, mm-hmm. um, because if you know the body systems and how they are supposed to function and why they function like they do, it is much easier to grasp the concept of what a specific illness is doing and how it's interrupting the normal function of the body. So if you have a good basis on what is normal, you have a good eye for what is abnormal. Mm. And um, I wanted to close the podcast off really quickly, but um, what I usually ask is, what your future goals are but you already talked a bit about how you wanted this to be a stepping stone into becoming a physician and i was just wondering since it is a stepping stone job would you say that your pay is like good for one like all your life's needs and what you want in life or would you say like it could be a little bit better um well i will never you know, turn down a higher wage, but, uh, I thankfully live in an area with very, very low cost of living and I am, you know, young, no children, unmarried. Uh, so I absolutely make the most money out of most people my age in my area. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of my coworkers, rate you know are trying to raise families um Mm -hmm. so it it is definitely a a livable wage um you know in in my area at least uh might not be true um elsewhere in this country i I couldn't really speak uh for the you know the the wages that ambulance crews get around the country uh but you know it it is absolutely um you know good money um they they pay me well for the the time that i spend doing Mm -hmm. this uh but you know it's it's a good it's a good career to get into it's a good way to get into healthcare. and there are other you know there the the career pathway is you know doesn't have to end in in being a doctor you know there are uh, flight paramedics uh that you know we um run the the air the helicopters that that um, go on very long distance or very very rapid transports, uh, and that's a you know that's a big step up in your level of care and a big step up uh, in pay usually. Um, and you know there are paramedics who work uh, on uh, offshore oil rigs or cruise ships. You know it's a it's a good mm-hmm. a a good uh, certification to hold that can you know really open the door for you if you want to work in the medical field Hmm. all right i think that's going to do it for this episode thank you so much matt Uh, i love what you're doing and i can tell like you know you're really passionate about it and you really like it and i can just hear that you love helping other people and i think that's the thing that a lot of people say they love helping other people which is so amazing that there's so many people out there that want to help other people in terms of 
medical and um, like in terms of medicine. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure a lot of people learned about what it's like working as a paramedic in EMS. And, you know, it's so great that you're able to just share what it's like working. And I just love hearing different people's stories. And yours was so special. So thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. Well, that's great. Well, I think what you're doing is really great. And I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.